Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody and welcome into this week's Sikkim Podcast. We're glad you're with us. Hope uh, you and yours are safe during this pandemic, this COVID-19 time. Hey, we are pleased to have with us today uh, Baylor's record-setting softball head coach, just completed, almost completed, his uh, 20th season as the head softball coach at Baylor, Coach Glenn Moore. And Janice Moore, Mrs. Coach Moore, is with us as we begin the podcast today. Uh, Glenn, Janice, welcome to you, and we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. This will be fun. We appreciate it. I'm John Morris alongside Brooke Bednars, Brooke from Baylor Vision, and uh, we want to uh, make it a family affair as we start, okay? The Moore family. Uh, What a great... uh, Obviously, what a great family you have. Ty is uh, graduating or has graduated from high school, coming to Baylor. JC is here at Baylor. And then we want to talk about three others that are in your home. But, uh, boy, uh, uh, looking forward to having Ty and JC at Baylor at the same time. They are excited. Ty's had his first meeting already and gets started on Tuesday, I think. He's playing football, right? He's going to play football here. Correct, yes. That'll be a lot of fun. And how's uh, JC, how's uh, she reaches her junior year coming up? How's that going? Great. She loves Baylor. Baylor is, uh, she's always, always wanted to go there. That's home to her, and uh, she just loves it. Doing great. We want to talk to you all also and appreciate you you being open to talk about this. This is Foster Care Awareness Month, and you have uh, three other kids in your family as fosters. We do. We have three boys. Uh, they're uh, brothers, and so we uh, have we have had had them for about a year and a half. Well, pro- I mean a year and a half. Almost. Three years. It's almost, almost three, three years. <laughs> It seems like a. It seems <laughs> it like five fast. years. <laughs> so that it, I didn't realize it'd been that long that you've had. It's been there. almost. It'll be three years in November. Wow, as a lot of folks during this month are are really, uh, you know, awareness being raised about foster care. What was it that uh, attracted you and your family to that? Ours was a little different situation than probably most. I think some people just you know decide on it together as a family over a long period of time, um, you know, look into it and that type of thing. Uh, God chose ours, our path a little different. He brought the kids to us first. And, uh, and so we, we started thinking about it from there. Um, 
So ours was ours was kind of a reverse situation. Um, it wasn't really a, a decision to be foster parents. We knew very little about it. Certainly didn't know the need, the things that we know now. But uh, once we realized there was a need in the lives of these young people, we began to pray about it, and God led us to this point we're at now. It quickly became something that you're passionate about. I know had the season continued on, there was supposed to be a foster care awareness game um, where you and some of your teammates shared their personal stories and, and why foster care uh, was something that they cared deeply about. Um, why, you know, you kind of had this unique platform as a head coach at a Big 12 university to open the door for all the fans who come to your games or see it to, um, you know, allow them to kind of hear a little bit of your story and why foster care is something that you're so passionate about. So unfortunately we didn't get to have that game, but we're here now and we get to kind of allow you that opportunity to, uh, lay down what you would have wished all those fans would have been able to see. So had that game gone on, what would you have hoped that they would have taken away from that game and hearing your story? Yeah. Well, first of all, Brooke and John, we do appreciate you guys giving us a voice in this because it has become, um, not that we're activists, but it, it's something that's near and dear to our heart. Um, you know, having three, it's been, you know, we could talk for hours, overwhelming at time, times. It's uh, uh, very, uh, feel very blessed at other times. Um, and I guess we just, after recognizing the need, how many kids are in the system? Uh, how many kids that, you know, the system's trying to love as much as they can, but they're just overwhelmed. Uh, it's just such a need out there that we had really no idea until we went uh, to this this step uh, to becoming foster parents. And then we met people, people offering to help and um, finding out people were fostering that we had no idea and have known them a long time. The, just the sacrifices they've made, but also the uh, getting the message out of the blessing and and how much these kids really need it. Society needs it, you know, needs needs to help in raising these kids and, and loving them and taking care of them. And while it's a sacrifice, I think, uh, you know, it's tough to say some days, but the blessings, uh, rewards of doing it are, are much greater than, uh, than the sacrifices. And when God's given you enough to provide for someone else, I think we have an obligation to do that as well. You mentioned it earlier, talking about JC and Ty, uh, both at the college age, um, extending the Baylor family, literally, um, as they come to school here. What was it like for your biologic, biological children? Because that could be something that, you know, when people, parents are thinking about this, they're not sure how their children that they already have will react to something like this. Um, how would you say that, what's your family's personal story on that? Great question. I'll let Janice elaborate on that. Um, well, you know, they, they saw the kids, met the kids as we did. Uh, and I, and as we realized what was going on and not sure of where it would go from the point where we started, we talked to them and, you know, just came together. We uh, prayed about it. Um, you know, we, um, made them aware that we weren't sure of where things would go, but it could be something that would, you know, would last a long time. It might last a few weeks. We, we weren't sure, but, um, but they, they knew their hearts were pretty much in the same place ours were. And they have, they've been great. Um, 
Um, one of them came and really had a had trouble speaking, um, the youngest one. And JC spent every day with him. She would come home from school and she spent every day with him just forming words, helping him with words. Um, he was getting that at school also, but I think just continuing it with her every day when they would get home from school. And I think that's what um, interested her in the major that she's in now at, at Baylor, her speech and communication um, major. Um, speech pathology yeah. department. <laughs> we always get confused on what, what she called it. Um, but anyway, and then uh, Ty really just took the, took well, took all three of them, but the older two, um, you know, are sports minded more like he is. And he just took them under his wings, immediately started calling them his brothers. And uh, he's been great with them. But I'll say this too, it's, you know, when we sat around this table that we're sitting at right now and discussed it, we, we had no idea where it would lead. And to be honest with you, uh, as the head of the household, I like to call myself that, although she tells me I can. Uh, I was scared. I was I was scared to death because we were in our, our we were a normal family. We thought and things were, you know, pretty consistent. And now we're going to open our doors to three outsiders that, uh, you know, we're going to change our life. There's no way, no two ways about it. It's going to change your life, and it certainly has changed our lives but it was a scary time and you know I'll still remember whenever they said hey they're yours my heart jumped up in my throat <laughs> like holy cow what have we gotten into so it but but they've been on board and JC and Ty of course JC we laugh and tell her yeah you were headed to you were out the door to Baylor anyway so uh, she was a senior in high school the year we got all right She's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, you whatever you want. What's three more boys? Bring them on. <laughs> well, you mentioned you open your doors to them. Uh, you open your hearts to them. Uh, what's the, how do you do that? You know, I have so much respect for you and people who do foster um, because, you know, they're not, they're, they're yours for a time, but the goal, right, is to get them back with their uh, biological family. Right. Well, you know, that's true. Um uh, one thing I have constantly had to tell myself is that they're number one, they're God's children. And I have to tell myself that all the time. They're here for us to take care of. And there was a need that they, uh, that they had, that they needed to be taken care of. And they, you know, so we were just kind of filling the gap uh, for as long as we need to. We, we still don't know how long that that's going to be, what it's going to look like day to day, really. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not ours. They're not, um, you know, they're not their biological parents really either. Um, so, you know, they're just God's children and he wants us to take care of them. Mm -hmm. I had a, a, a situation that I always remember when I was driving into work, kind of feeling sorry for myself. She, she does the bulk of the work and I come home. She says, I just stir them up when I come home from work in the <laughs> afternoons and uh, we have fun cut up and laugh and sometimes fight and argue like normal families, I guess. But I was headed into work kind of feeling sorry that couldn't see that the ending of this, you know, and it was just overwhelming at the time. And I remember I was in ASA and uh, I was just talking to God as I went in, like, what's going on? You know, feeling sorry for myself, as I said, and I felt God's voice. I felt like he hit me with a brick. You know, it wasn't audible, but it was louder than being audible. 
and uh, God said to me that I've given you more than your family needs. I need you to take care of three of my kids right now. And uh, I wish I could say that at that point in time forward, I've been accepting of this role. There's been times when I've been overwhelmed, but not as much as she probably has. So uh, overall, it has been a, an incredible experience. And I certainly don't want to discourage anybody. As I said, it, the blessings, the need is there and the blessings are, are far outweigh uh, the difficulty. What would you say, because you two were on the way, Ty was in high school, I believe, when you guys got them, JC off to college, um, about, you know, empty nesting was <laughs> in sight. It was right there. Uh, but what have you, what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've maybe taken away from this or the, something that maybe was a misconception that you didn't know about it, but now it, they have, you're, you're not only helping them through this time and filling the gap, but something that they've given you through this process. Oh goodness. Um, gosh, I think for me, the biggest lesson has been just take everything just day by day. Um, you know, yeah, this would have been the year that nobody was here left at home <laughs> once school starts this, you know, in August or September. Um, but you know, we just keep taking it day by day and, and, oh, there, you know, we've, we've had some great times. I mean, laughs and, you know, during the, the COVID quarantining and stuff, you know, being here with just one kid or one kid being alone in the house or even just two, they would probably get bored a lot faster. You know, we've had five here this entire time. They don't get bored a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, they do their share of, you know, sitting and watching TV some or, you know, playing on their PlayStations and that kind of game. But it's not a whole lot of um, downtime, really. And if I can be a little straightforward with that question, I, you know, it reminds me of, uh, of Satan coming to kill, steal and destroy. And he wants to tear up families. And I see the hurt out there with so many that are uh, that are separated you know when they're supposed to be together so it's it's made me really realize how satan attacks our families and just tries to tear them apart these are three beautiful boys that are just incredible we're very blessed because i know um there are a lot of situations that aren't as uh, as as nice as ours is uh, with the kids that we have um but i just know that separation from from parents it's not the way it's supposed to be and uh, probably made me uh, certainly appreciate my childhood a little bit more and uh, things around me and also the uh, the many people as I've said before that uh, sacrifice so much that have been doing this much longer than we have and have done it over and over and grandparents that are taking care of grandkids as they get older and things like that so you know, just as she, Jenna said earlier, there's a void. You get, you're supposed to fill the void, and that's what we're trying to do right now. Here for you, your family, and our community, Alan Samuels is open for business. Shop safely in our showroom. Our service and parts departments are open. There's free pickup and delivery for all service work, all safely sanitized when returned. We'll even deliver test drive vehicles to your home or office. Shop and buy totally online at alansamuelsdcj.com. We're ready to help. Always your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 
Bentwood Realty is a full-service real estate firm with more than 70 high-achieving agents who desire to make a positive impact in their local communities. Their agents stay actively involved in all buying, selling, and investing real estate transactions to make sure their clients receive the utmost level of service. Established in 2011 by brokers Kim Galvan and Rick Hines, both proud Baylor alumni, call Bentwood Realty today, 254-300-4800. They're at 601 Lake Air Drive in Waco and Bentwood realty.com now back to the sikkim podcast presented by your friend in the car business alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat visiting with glenn and janice moore and this is foster care awareness month as we record this the month of may and uh three foster kids at home five total what's been the dynamic you said uh during the quarantine a lot of home time Coach, you can't uh, go to Getterman Stadium. No games going on there, as we know. Uh, so what's the dynamic at home been with uh, with five kids and the both of you? Well, as I said, I like to play the role of being the uh, head of the household. But she started off from day one with her uh, regiment of uh, class time. Uh, you know, everything was lined up. And and it's been pretty consistent uh, from from start to finish. And we, we, one good thing, John, is I've been able to work them out. So I've continued to coach, not softball, uh, not females, but coach Ty and the the boys, uh, weight training and, and running, uh, working with their speed. I've really enjoyed that. Uh, plyometrics, uh, and uh, we've we've had fun doing that. But Janice. Tell them a little bit about what all you had in store for them from day one, because, man, I think they wanted to go back to school in a hurry after <laughs> had in store for them. Well, I just wanted to make sure there was a schedule, you know, something that consistent like they would have at school. Of course, we did not start anything early. Um, you know, we, we let them stay up a little longer than probably they should have playing some games and let them sleep a little longer than they probably should have. Um, but you know, once they were up and going, they and started with started getting classwork in, you know, I wanted to keep them on a little bit of a schedule um, so that they could get things done and, uh, you know, be a little productive during that time. So I think they were wanting to well, get we, back to school. Yeah, but and we also had one fun week where everybody had to cook dinner to give her a break because uh, she's wearing fun. the kitchen out. Um, every day cooking that many meals uh appreciate the school system a little bit more whenever that's uh, the case but everybody had to cook a meal and then we had a contest on the best meal of the week and we had some gourmet meals wow. it was, i was about to say wow. you can't tell us that and then expect us not I, to ask what the best meal was stuff. they did i mean they actually cooked Ty cooked with onions and mushrooms. I told him I don't Sauteed. even cook with onions. Wow, and <laughs> first class, very nice. Yeah, it was it was good food. It was you know, a tough decision at the end of the week, but uh, the winner would get winner got fifty dollars. Hey. And um, you know, I was a little disappointed at the voting. I thought I had uh, had it wrapped up, but uh, no, it was a good week and a lot of fun. And set out tables. I even played music for the ambiance and atmosphere and some candles and uh name tags it was a fun week wow uh, yeah we've been very creative and we've gotten a lot of work done around here uh, inside and outside uh, again uh, another reason to go back to school we've 
had a lot of chores to do. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys have been making the most of this time at home uh, as a family, um, definitely a full house at the Moors. Um, but this also would have been a year that Ty graduated from Lorena High School. Um, so with all of this stuff and having to be home instead of at school, missing a lot of very important milestones for a senior in high school. How have you guys, have you done anything to kind of make that special? Did we have any kind of graduation party for him before he starts over at Baylor football and truly dives into this college life? We got the crawfish coming. We're going to, we're going to do it eventually. Um, they have, uh, they have graduation set now at Lorena for June 5th. Okay. Um, so they, they do have a date, which we were excited about. Um, uh, so that's going to, going to be fun. We've had the house decorated a little bit for a while now. Uh, I wanted to get something up just for the month of May for, you know, their graduation, their original graduation would have been this Friday. Um, so, uh, Anyway, yeah, we've just been trying to do things here and there. It's been kind of hard when you can't get out, but now mm -hmm. that everybody's getting out a little bit, it, it's it's a little easier to do some things that we wanted to do. Lorena had a parade like the local areas had, and uh, must have been a thousand people, and and that was it was really cool to see how much those seniors, um, you know, we saw it from Ty personally, but how much they appreciated that. It was a small thing, but it uh, would bring tears to you guys to see the community come out and support them. And uh, just, just uh, you know, it's their moment. Uh, they've had so much taken away. We've tried to tell Ty, he was bummed for about a week, you know, and said this is what I've been looking forward to, the powder puff football, the, baseball. you know, baseball was right in the middle of the season. And, you know, we've tried to keep it in perspective and let him know there's worse things, you know, it's not called off the war, you know, things like that, that people have gone through, but at the same time, give him an opportunity to, to be a kid and, and be sad about it. Cause I think that's important too. It's okay to be sad that you miss something that you can never get back. So yeah, he's handled it very well though. Very proud of him. It'll be a memorable senior year. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt about that. One, the class of 2020 will never forget. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, as you, as we, we near the summer months and his graduation, you mentioned at Lorena is coming up on June 5th. Uh, look ahead to the summer and Glenn, no camps as far as I know that you'll have. So uh, vacation, do you, do you have vacation plans with everybody or is that sort of on hold right now? I don't have anything, but, uh, Janice runs our camp, so she's she's really not all that bummed out about <laughs> that part of it. Right. Um, so uh, right now we don't have plans. I'm hoping to get back and see my mom. She is her family as well. So we canceled a, a vacation, we had a, a cruise plan uh, to take the boys on their first cruise ever. Oh, um, nice. Bummed out that that's not going to happen, but uh, we certainly have canceled that, and we'll. Uh, We've had a great vacation for the last two months around here. 
If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big Tex tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big Tex trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. We're visiting with uh, Glenn Moore and Janice Moore, and this is our Sikkim podcast, and we appreciate everyone that is tuned in listening to us. Can we talk some softball? Can we go back to uh, this softball season? And uh, you're okay with that, right? I mean, uh, are you trying to put that behind you, or how did you handle Y'all were off to such a good start this year, and this team seemed to have so much potential, and all of a sudden the rug was pulled out from under you. Yeah, it was – you know, after um, after last year, um, struggling with all the injuries that we had last year, we were an- anxious to get back on the field and, you know, just prove to the ones that uh, witnessed the first losing season ever that, uh, you know, that was an accident, not the norm for Baylor softball. And we started off with a bang down in Florida and uh, we're headed back to Florida. We're actually in Florida when they called everything off. We were 19 and five had knocked off some good teams and had started believing in ourselves. Again, Gio Radoni was, um, you know, approaching mid-season form and throwing really well. So I think the prospects of having a good uh, Big 12 season and, and maybe playing still uh, this time of the year was uh, was very bright. So we were... Uh, certainly upset about that um, and uh, ready to roll. But we got a lot of promise in the future, and we're looking forward to that. It was a crazy time when everything kind of came to a screeching halt. We've previously talked with uh, our basketball coaches. They were in the middle of their tournaments and, you know, literally on the tarmac about to take off. But you guys, as you mentioned, were in Florida a day away from starting another great series and then you have to break the news to your team that you're packing up and coming straight back home. And who knows when you'll get to be on a softball field again. What was the immediate reaction for your team, especially your seniors who for most of them had been battling back through injuries and were finally just thrilled to be on the field. Yeah, it was kind of odd because initially we started hearing rumors of things shutting down and paying attention to what was going on with the big 12 tournament. And, um, we were in the heart of some uh, minor league baseball and uh, um, golf tournament going on in Jacksonville. Um, you know, so we were hearing a lot of different rumors, but it never, never once did we think that our season was going to be canceled. We thought we would head back. We were canceling that weekend. We had head back. Uh, we planned to practice Monday. I think this was a Thursday. We were headed back to Waco, we found enough seats on a, plane to get us all back and we thought we would uh you know get ready to open up with Kansas the following weekend for Big 12 conference play 
And uh, that was the last time we were together. And uh, so we didn't turn in anything. Uh, the kids still have their stuff. They were sent home, of course. We know the story now. Uh, so it's kind of happened, uh, kind of, we were just baffled by it for a little while. And um, so that, and that's the kind of the way it ended. And we began to discuss it and do Zoom meetings. And, uh, but we knew quickly that it was not going to start again. But at the time we had hoped that we would uh, start back up soon. How does that leave, uh, you know, you hear, you hear the term closure. It's always good to have some closure. And I know you, with with your team, you always make that happen. Certainly you celebrate the seniors on senior day and, you know, uh, exit meetings with everybody. You didn't have that this year. Uh, what are you missing by not having that with this year's team? Probably, I guess, the um, the only help in that situation, John, is that we're getting most of them back. So they, they get a do-over. Uh, with the exception of Kyla Walker, but uh, you know we still have support staff. We have managers that aren't coming back. You, you know, you forget about those people that are invested in this year's team um, that will not come back. So there were some situations that were just, you know, you you feel really sorry for that. Um, and there wasn't a lot of closure. You know, we had the Zoom meetings. We had, I think, three Zoom meetings where we were able to talk and let everybody, we call it what's brewing. We do a what's brewing day uh, ever so often. And everybody talks about what's on their plate, what they're doing. And, and it's usually a little to do a softball finish. So we did a few of those so we could stay in touch and what was going on in each other's life. Uh, and then we got to the point where everybody had made their decision. And Kyla spoke at uh, one of those meetings and, and uh, let us know why she had made her decision not to come back. And, uh, yeah, and then we finally had our final meeting, and uh, we're moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about that before we dive into talking more about Kyla and her time here and everything like that. But when you come back, you, you mentioned it, they kind of get a do-over. But next year, you're going to have essentially this 2020 team plus incoming freshmen. So as yeah. a head coach, I'm not sure you've ever <laughs> – had to balance something like that. What, what are you, what's kind of going on in your mind from your perspective on the fact that you're going to have so many on your roster? Yeah, I think on the surface, most people think it was the right decision and I think it was the right decision and, and fair. Um, but it's not a perfect decision and some people have to pay for that in different ways. So we're looking at having five classes in because four of our five seniors are returning and uh, certainly got upper hand on uh, leadership and positions. And now you bring in a class uh, of freshmen who might have had an opportunity to play earlier and might be a little more difficult. Not only those, the ones that have been here, the ones that were rising seniors, were hoping to possibly move into more playing time. Now you have a roster of, for our situation of 27 and we have 23 lockers in our locker rooms locker room and we have 23 uniforms so we're going to have to have a, a a tryout if you will in the fall and get our roster back down to a manageable size you know you you start uh thinking about travel squads and you know for ncaa we can only travel 20 as it is so um you know all those things come into play uh things that you don't think about on the surface on the surface it's hey let's give them their year back they got cheated and uh, I'm certainly uh, in favor of that as well. But there's a lot of, lot of things that, yes, go through my mind uh, underneath the surface um, that you're dealing with, with uh, 
with real people and um, hurt feelings and and confusion, uh, you know, with things like that. So uh, we'll make the most of it. We're not the only one dealing with it. I, I, I'm excited that we're going to have Gio Rodoni back in the circle. I'm excited that uh, Taylor Ellis is going to get another year to, to be the best you can be, Goose McGowan, uh, all of these seniors. Um, Nikki Dawson um, is going to get another year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Many times have I said, uh, Brooke, man, if I could only have one more year for this kid, <laughs> she's right there. Well, we got this one more year with all these kids. So uh, we're going to see how good they can really be. And I'm excited about seeing them play to their potential. You're going to have a great roster. That'll be fun next year. Have you let your mind wander to the fact that uh, opponents uh, are in the same boat? So teams you'll play next year, you know, they're, they may be licking their chops as well. So glad you said that yeah. because I can't tell you the number of people have told me, man, you guys better get to the World Series next yeah, year. Right. You better win the Big 12. Well, last time I looked, Oklahoma, right. Arizona, uh, Texas, they all have people coming back too. So it's right. to be really good next year at, uh, at a different level than we've ever seen it. But uh, most of these, especially Power 5 schools, have all of their seniors or most of their seniors returning too. So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that type of competition. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. Visiting with Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach. Uh, Janice Moore was with us earlier and uh, finishing up with some softball with the Bears uh, softball coach. I uh, want to mention Coach Lumley also, and uh, our prayers are daily going out to uh, Mark Lumley and his wife Stacy and their wonderful family. Can you, uh, can you share with all of us an update on Coach Lumley? He's a fighter. Uh, this will be his fourth, fourth time to uh, – uh, the attack by cancer. Um, he's won three of them. He's on his fourth, uh, finishes 10 radiation treatments in two weeks, uh, Friday. Um, now he's having, uh, another little issue that he's got to deal with sometime this week in his arm that we don't know about. So we do need prayers for him. Um, everybody knows alum just knows what kind of person he is and, uh, just, uh, love him. He's a, huge huge mentor to our athletes and and uh just uh really proud of him and he, uh just need to keep praying for him 
Yeah, that's that's great. Thank Love you. Coach Lumley. Certainly do, and their family are always in our prayers. Uh, your staff, uh, you know, you've got you've got an, another family there in your staff uh, with he and uh, Brittany uh, Sneed Newman, and y'all been together as, as long as most uh, uh, coaching staffs in the country. I think seventeen years. The three of you have been together. Uh, what's that like? I mean, you you uh, have been through a lot of things together as a staff, and uh, you've been very successful. So makes me proud, John. I'll be honest with you. You know, it was 17 years here at Baylor together. And then, of course, uh, Mark and I were together before all the way back to LSU. And Britt was our pitcher there. So we've really been together a lot longer than than that. And uh, I'm blessed. You know, I'm blessed to have uh, coaches that are that loyal, have had opportunities to move on and start their careers as head coaches and have chosen to to stay at Baylor. I think that says uh, more about Baylor and uh, the type of environment we have here as a school and an athletic department and Waco um, that they'll want to stay around and raise their families here. So uh, I'm very blessed to have them. And I think we are the third longest tenured uh, coaching staff in, in America. So, so I'm proud of that and uh, very blessed. The Baylor softball program is definitely a family. We've talked about it more than once today. Um, but someone else that you have spent a lot of time with over the past few years is uh, senior Kyla Walker, who made the tough decision to not take that do-over year and to come back next year. Um, you mentioned it a little bit earlier in one of y'all's Zoom meetings that she expressed her feelings and her thoughts on why she chose to make that decision. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, first of all, uh, if anybody knows Baylor softball, they know what, what we're losing with Kyla Walker. Um, and uh, obviously we were all disappointed because you don't want great athletes and great people leave your program. But at the same time, I certainly understand it. And it is something that uh, as, as great as she was, we've uh, dealt with not having her every year because she's been injured every year. Bless her heart. Uh, and it's why her name is not on that All-American wall. She's as much an All-American as anybody I've ever coached. She's a phenomenal hitter. Um, quick story, when we were playing Arizona in 2017, uh, they had the top power hitter in the, in the country. Um, and when we would get her out, we would go crazy with our fans cheering. And uh, she's a strong girl that looks the part. And then you got a little Kyla Walker come up there, and if they got her out, the Arizona fans roared twice as loud because wow. we're at their homes. <laughs> Just to see the little um, petite Kyla Walker up there being that important to a team to get out, showed, you know, said everything I needed to know about um, the respect she had across this country. And, yeah, we're going to miss her. Uh, she's going to do great things in life. Uh, Casey, her sister, played here. Just phenomenal family. Casey was our batting average, uh, career batting average holder till Kyla got here and in her freshman year, beat it by one point. <laughs> a little sibling rivalry there. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to miss her. She's phenomenal. Uh, we're just going to need somebody to step up. I say when we lose great athletes like that, you don't really, um, you know, you don't have somebody necessarily replace them. You just have to have other people do more than they've done and then have somebody do an adequate job right in that position and you can still win. But we're certainly going to miss her. 
It's great to see uh, the Golden Bruiser Awards last week, and I think Kyla won the female uh, John Westbrook Award, which recognizes courage and perseverance. And, and, and as I was reading that, you know, her accomplishments here, I mean, it was every year. She had to overcome something every year. So it was great to see Kyla recognized in that area. Yeah, we were really, um, you know, the, talk about her endurance. We're lucky to have her come back from – the, the medical red shirt uh, year at, at that point in time, I think it was doubtful whether she would want to continue. What a lot of people don't see is the hours upon hours upon hours that these athletes put into rehabbing um, sometimes four or five hours a day, just to be able to come back and play a few more games. And you have to eventually balance it and just say, is it worth it? Is it worth it to pay the price down the road? And uh, I think she came to the, realization that she'd already graduated she's working on her master's and she's uh, ready to move on life and I, you know i don't think it's an easy decision she loves it uh but uh certainly understandable you mentioned those injuries were probably the only thing holding her back and keeping her off of that all-american wall but when you look at her stats the list is forever forever going um and it was only topped by being named to the Waco Tribs all decade team and you mentioned the sibling rivalry that she may or may not have with her older sister Casey and they're the only sibling duo that were named to any all decade team you've got to feel pretty good that they were both on your team I didn't realize that that's uh that's pretty cool and it, uh, you know, makes me feel proud that one played for us when we had some very good years and the little sister who could have gone anywhere she wanted, wanted to come to Baylor. I think that says a lot about our program, says a lot about Baylor, it says a lot about Waco. You know, they're from Franklin, uh, Central Texas area, and, uh, you know, she was highly recruited. Uh, everybody wanted Kyla Walker, and, and we got her. So um, very proud of Baylor and what Baylor has to offer to be able to attract athletes like Kyla and Casey. Well, I know I speak for both of us when we are sad that we're not going to get to see Kyla play again in a Baylor uniform, but we are definitely looking forward to what she does off the field. Know she'll have a lot of success in the future. Um, also very excited to eventually get you guys back on the diamond and uh, when everything clears up, but we want to know it's kind of our staple here. When everything clears up, we've talked a lot about your guys are doing Zoom calls and nothing's truly the same right now. So what are you looking forward to most when Baylor Athletics return? Well, when the whole athletic department starts, I'm looking forward to football and soccer and volleyball and everything that we'll see. We just want to see sports. But for us personally, the camaraderie we have in our clubhouse, uh, hearing the kids when they get out of class come down the hallway and uh, make fun of Lum and he shouts something back out. Uh, you know, just hearing the noise, uh, the bus rides, uh, gripe about bus rides, but, uh, you know, bus rides for us have always been fun and a, a fun time and just growing together as a family, uh, another family. That's what we want the atmosphere to be like uh, uh, around Baylor softball. And certainly winning games is, uh, uh, is important. And uh, I think we'll keep doing that, but I think, uh, just seeing the kids again and hearing the noise coming down the hall. Um, that's what I love. That's what I'll miss the most when I'm done coaching is, is hearing the voices and the giggling, knowing that that's a happy place. You know, I grew up playing softball uh, in a softball family, and that was my happy place when I was real young and being the bat boy for my dad's team. And 
you know, I know not everyone's going to come through our program and have a perfect uh, career there, but uh, I want it to be their happy place where uh, where they they love being around that and they have great memories. So we're missing out on some of those great memories right now. Well, well said. Well, we appreciate you being with us today, you and Janice. Thanks very much for sharing. And a uh, reminder again, this is Foster Care Awareness Month. And, Glenn, thanks uh, to both of you for sharing with us about your expanded family. And you all stay safe, and we hope to see you soon. Thanks for having us. Thanks to Coach Glenn Moore and his wife, Janice. And we appreciate them being on this week's Sikkim podcast. We'll be back again next week. For Brooke Bednarz, I'm John Morris. Thanks for listening to our Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.